and welcome to the One Degree Shift podcast. I'm your host, Eric Termundi, and I'm excited to introduce you to the wonderful guests I've got on season two and the little things they're doing to create a more intentional future for themselves, for their teams, and for the communities around them. I hope you enjoy. Shane Feldman, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift podcast. How are you today? Eric, I am fantastic now that I'm here with you. You know what? I've been looking forward to this for, for a long time. You know, we've been pals on the speaking circuit. I often tell uh, people that we're mutually connected with that Shane's who I want to be when I grow up. He's built an incredible reputation for himself. He's incredible on stage. Uh, but before I sort of, you know, let the cat out of the bag, why don't we hear it from you? What are you up to? What excites you most? And what's keeping you busy lately? What excites me most? What a great question. I love starting with excitement. Uh, what excites me most uh, right now and oftentimes is the incredible gift of abundant opportunities that I have to impact other people and help other people build better relationships with anyone, anywhere, because it is my belief that that's the only way that we can make our maximum imprint on the world while we're here. I mean, it sounds like it's not the first time that you've said that, but I hope that it's the first time we can dive this deep in 15 or 20 minutes into the conversation. So perhaps we start there. When it comes to building better relationships, especially with the change that we've seen over the past months, what are some of those one degree shifts and things that you're doing uh, or, or things that you've seen perhaps to build better relationships uh, in the world around us? I mean, certainly right now, we are recording this today in the fall of 2020. And so in the last several months, uh, what we've seen specifically for our team and with many of the, the clients I work with at, at larger Fortune 100 companies, there's been a kind of drastic teardown of the walls that used to separate us. So it used to be that you could show up to work either remotely or in person and really separate that time from the rest of your life. And we live in a world today where that is justifiably impossible. It is very, very challenging to really separate what's going on in your personal life from your professional life. They are in many ways one and the same. In fact, sometimes it's literally your kids in the background of the Zoom call while you're on screen. And I remember that used to be a trope and something we made fun of on that, you know, the BBC video that I'm sure we've all seen a hundred times. And today, that's not something we make fun of. That's not a joke. It's not something that's on the late night circuit. It is a, a moment and an acknowledgement that we are all human and that we're all dealing with other things besides that report that's due at 3 p.m. today. And I think that that, it, it sounds like a monumental shift, but really it's a really small thing. It's a really small shift towards mutual understanding and mutual humanity and realizing that regardless of the physical function of your job or what it is you're showing up to work to do or accomplish every single day, business fundamentally is about people coming together with other people to serve other people. Regardless of what you do, you name a company that doesn't do that, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's been mm -hmm. interesting to witness both internally at Count Me In, and like I said, with other organizations and companies that I have the chance to serve, that that, that shift towards mutual humanity, mutual understanding, and stronger connection has just led to exponential positive outcomes, not only in the way that we're able to serve clients and customers and move product, but also in the way we're able to connect with one another and find more fulfillment and joy and connection at work. 
can we take a quick pause? Because I want to make sure that the listeners have a, a good understanding of, uh, as to what it is that Count Me In is and does. Can you share a little bit about the organization? Yeah, Count Me In is a social entrepreneurship incubator. So effectively, we exist to inspire the next generation of community-minded entrepreneurs and leaders. We work primarily with high school and college students. And over the last decade, we have inspired and activated more than 10 million young leaders. And our programs are now on the ground in 104 countries worldwide. And I, I love it when you talk about those those numbers. Just I love it. And people, this is audio, so you can't see. Maybe you can hear, but I you can, can hear it. smile <laughs> ear to ear when I share that because yeah. it's not my accomplishment. Sure. I have a remarkable team I get to work with. It, you know, it's been one percent me probably mm. over the course of the last decade. I'm privileged to get to lead the team and to sit in that CEO seat. But it is the team that makes the magic happen, not to mention the remarkable young change makers that we work with around the world. Well, kudos to you and to the team for everything that you've accomplished, which sort of segues us back into the conversation that we were having. And something that stood out that you said is this idea of, of mutual humanity and, and the little things that it takes for us to be at the same level. Now, hypothetically, or perhaps in reality, we're not at the same level. You know, I, I might be speaking to someone on my team that's got three kids running around in the background with a dog and a cat, you know, that are all trying to fight for their little bit of attention and time. Uh, whereas I have none of the above. Uh, I'm sitting in a different position. You know, there there might be some envy mutually. You know, I might be looking for my first, second or third kid. I might be looking for a dog and a cat. But there might not be that... Um, that that relatable component that is required for mutual humanity. Uh, how is it that we get on the same level? How is it that we become more empathetic with each other, despite being in wildly different stages of, of our life or even on the map too? I believe that the solution to every problem that we have in the world is community. I believe community is that single solution that we've all been looking for, that we're all in some ways looking to navigate. For me, when I'm listening to you share that, I see an opportunity for connection and an opportunity for community, which I define as simply a shared experience between people. So there's an opportunity. Maybe you don't have the exact same thing going on, but there's an opportunity to connect on a much deeper level than you would if you were just focusing on that report due at 3 p.m., so to speak. Sure. Right. So when you have those kids in the background, when you're navigating your own life, when you have more to talk about than work, that provides it a very rich opportunity for connection and relationship. And as social animals, that is fundamentally what, what connects us and what drives us. We want those opportunities to connect with other people. And it doesn't need to be, you know, the, the till 2 a.m., endless chats, anything is, is on the table. That's not what we're talking about here. Maybe you'll meet your new best friend and, you know, or your, your soulmate, whatever the case may be. Or maybe it's just going to be what I call a micro interaction. And those are just as powerful. And research has showed us that too. Those micro interactions, those small moments of connection between people that are surface level, but just, you know, just dipping below the surface every once in a while, those matter greatly to us. Those are what make us get out of bed excited. Those connections are what matter. It's why if I told you that for the next year of your life, you had to work from home without connecting with anyone else, you would tear your hair out and lose your mind quite literally. So even though we've been in these pandemic times and most of us are working from home, we still have the incredible technology that we do that allows us to connect in very rich ways with one another. I've had moments with my team and with clients where we have just run the hypothetical, imagine if we were living in the 1800s, right? Just imagine how much harder 
this would be. Imagine what was happening during the time of the Black Plague and how disconnected people must have felt. So it's, it's incredible that what we have at our fingertips, the tools that we have to connect with people across borders. I can also Absolutely. share that at Count Me In, honestly, our team has been remote since 2015. So this right. isn't new for us. We've been right. working hard on increasing retention and engagement and connections of that, of that type since 2015 before it was cool and necessary. Right. Okay. So I'm on board with you. And at the same time, I want to, I want to poke a little bit because that's what we do here on the One Degree Shift podcast. I mean, look, that report is still due at three o'clock. The emails are still piling in. The meeting that we've got is 30 minutes, not six hours. You know, I don't want to be up until two o'clock in the morning. And truthfully, I don't even want to work past five o'clock. I've got too much on my plate. Can we operationalize this community development? Like, what does that look like in practice? How do we create these micro interactions? Yes, we've got the tools, but how do we create the time and how do we create the impetus to this, the spark to be able to, to have these moments and to develop these relationships? I'll share a very concrete example. It's very simple. It's about a tool that we all spend 99% of our time on, and yet 99% of us are underutilizing and under leveraging every day, and it's email. Mm. I bet you've lost track of the number of emails you send in a day, and every email is an opportunity that often goes missed. So mm. what we talk about account me in is something that I've called the three-point email. So essentially, every email is that opportunity to build relationships. And so this three-point email system is designed to enhance the internal and external communications in an organization and offers that emotional connection that any recipient is craving because we all want to feel seen and heard and valued. We don't just want that email that's sent to us, not even you know saying our name. It literally just is that one line saying, I need that report at 3 p.m. Right, right. Three-point email. What's great about it is that it exponentially increases the level of connection through email while only increasing your time on it by, on average, 20 seconds. And we all have an extra 20 seconds to give, especially sure. that first email in a chain. So it works this way. Three points. Step one is simple. It's name. We all love the, the sound of our own name. And most emails, when you analyze emails in a corporate database, most are actually going unnamed. They're unpersonalized. You just get right to it because we're living in this era of efficiency. And we figure we can just skip the name. But right away, you have cut yourself off from connection. It is, listen to this, it is impossible to connect with someone effectively without using their name. Okay. It is, because that is the first line of defense. We wanna hear our own name. So step one is name, step two is hook. So you don't jump, jump right into the ask or the information or asking for that report. Make that first line personal to prove you're not a robot. So it could be simple, it can be, I hope you had a great weekend or I hope your kids had a first, a great first day of school or you know how was that family dinner you were talking about last week something simple could be a question could be a statement but it's personalized it's not about the work then you can dive into the ask the actual content the main body of the email and then you close before you sign off with your name you close by offering help so you close by offering mm. your support i typically write something like if there's anything i can do to support you please let me know i'm here to help it's just like that extra line so they feel they're not alone so three-point email, name, hook, help, and that 20 seconds will fundamentally right. increase the level of connection and relationship that you have over email for an investment of 20 seconds of your time. Name, hook, help. Got it. One degree shifts. Perfect. That's it. That's Question it. for you. What is the biggest mistake people are making with respect to community and developing stronger relationships? Uh, automating 
everything. And okay. I'm a big fan of automation. I think it's great that we have all these amazing tools and systems that we can use to automate, especially when you're talking about scaling a business. Mm -hmm. The problem is there's some organizations or some entrepreneurs that are uh, kind of tempted and lured into that dark, lonely hole of automating everything. Mm. The problem with automating everything is we all know what, it's, what it feels like to be on that service call with the customer service rep and you think you're calling to talk to a human, but really you're about to go through 17 minutes of automated robotic prompts. And if you're like me, all you do is press zero incessantly, hoping that eventually you talk to a real human being. Been there right? recently. I'm sure we all have. And every other time. Yeah. Exactly. Automation to me is, it's an incredible opportunity, but also a very dangerous a road to navigate. We have to make sure that we're using the appropriate tools to automate systems that can be aut automated mm -hmm. without sacrificing the humanity and the connection and the relationship building at the heart of it all. You can't have a system automate most types of service recovery, for example. Um, service recovery is something that's meant to be human to human. You want that to be a real person-to-person -person interaction, not only because you're going to be able to solve problems better than a robot, but also because if we look at ratings of the best companies in the world, the highest ratings that companies get aren't from doing it right the first time. They're from service recovery. So when you find that super fan of a company, of an organization, typically if we look at the research, typically those are people that have actually been done wrong by that organization, but then someone has stepped up and fixed that situation mm. in the first place. Mm. Um, it's kind of if, uh, one of the best, I, can I call it universal? Yeah, I'd say one of the universal examples would be a Disney World experience. When you right. think about the magic of Disney World, we all know it's you know the top family destination. You're usually not thinking about the rides. You're usually right. not thinking about the big parades. You're usually thinking about the stories you heard in the blogs or from your friends of the time that your kid dropped the ice cream and someone jumped out of the ice cream store to give you a brand new cone without asking you to pay anything, right? right. Or that there was this, this massive lineup waiting for something, but a character came and played with your kid one-on-one -on -one for 10 minutes mm -hmm. and gave you that time. Yeah. Um, those are the kinds of experiences. That's all service recovery. You can't automate that at that level. Perhaps service recovery look like, but you know, given that a lot of us are virtual and remote now, and the Count Me In has been for years, do you have any unique tips from the virtual side of things? You know, given that we can't connect face to face anymore, is there anything that you've seen sort of develop or or be highlighted over the last eight months that can help us with the relationships both in and outside of work? Sure. I mean, something really practical when it comes to specifically, like you said, service recovery, is we realized. Uh, we had two gaping holes on our team, even though we've developed virtual programming over the past several years. Our first virtual event was back in 2015, long before that was a common phrase you heard that was ubiquitous sure. yeah. in the business world. Um, obviously, that is all scaled exponentially over the past year. And so the two gaping holes that we had in our team was one, a better internal support system for our team's own mental health and wellness. So we had mm -hmm. to hire on someone to better support our team because obviously we want them to show up at work every day and give their all without sacrificing their own wellness during this very challenging time. So yeah. that was one thing. And then on a practical logistical side with the growth of our online events and programming, we realized that we had to pivot one of our departments that used to handle all of our venue and in-person logistics for any live programs. And that department is now our IT team. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. And it's not internal IT, but it's actually external. So everything mm -hmm. they're doing is, uh, is I'd say mm, probably 85% of their time is spent physically on phones, on Instagram direct messaging with our uh, members, on yeah. email, helping them navigate connection issues. Mm -hmm. uh, with our with our platforms, with our programs. What's interesting though with this, Eric, is that a lot of the problems people are incurring have nothing to do with our platform. We have all the bandwidth we could possibly desire in the world. Right. Our programs are usable on nearly every device in the world. And the problems that people are running into in their homes in you know, countries around the world are things like their Wi-Fi isn't working properly yeah. or their modem needs to be rebooted. And it's so incredible to be, we have kind of like a virtual office uh, for, for our larger program so we could all kind of see and hear each other and support one another on the team side. And it was so amazing listening in on some of these service calls or reading some of these direct messages or emails going back and forth, where I literally had members of my team asking, what, who's your service provider? And they're doing the research on our end to figure out how to reboot a modem. That's oh, not our man. job. Yeah. We didn't deliver yeah. that modem to you, but yeah. we're still working to go above and beyond and help you with that issue because it's human. How yeah. beautiful would it be if we were all going above and beyond to help with issues that, you know, weren't necessarily our responsibility in the first place, but we know that's going to give you not only a better experience with our programming, mm -hmm. but also a better emotional connection, a stronger emotional connection to our brand in general. Incredible. Thank you for that. And as we wrap up, I've got one final question. You know, something that comes to mind is you can't lead others until you can really lead yourself. And I think even that approach, you know, and helping someone with their motor or something that's not at all your business requires a level of presence, understanding, gratitude that um, requires work. But then you also said that Count Me In is looking at the mental health side of things, making sure that everyone is bringing their best selves to work, not just from a performance and productivity standpoint, but just from a health and wellness standpoint too. Yeah. Is there anything that you would recommend as we as we close off that we can do on a personal level to take better care of ourselves in these times so that we can bring our, our full self to whatever the problem is that we're trying to tackle? I mean, on a very personal note, honor your emotions. That's the only thing that's gotten me through not only the last several months, but also some of the most challenging experiences that I've personally had in my life. Uh, it's very common, far too common, and I used to be guilty of this myself, to suppress our emotions or push them aside or distract ourselves with work or busyness. Many of us wear that kind of busyness like a badge of honor, but really it's a shield or a mask that's hiding what's really going on. And so in these times, you don't necessarily need to wear it on a label on your forehead or broadcast it to the world on social media, but with yourself, honor your emotions. If you're feeling a certain kind of way, name it. That's the right. first step. So if you're feeling something, I will ask myself, okay, I know I'm feeling something here that isn't you know, positive per se. What is it? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it sadness? And as soon as I can name it, I can allow myself, give myself permission to feel that feeling and then yeah. move on, move past it, right? And it's, and it's a, a usually very short experience. Usually it's a few minutes of me stopping and pausing, having that self-awareness to realize, okay, mm -hmm. I need to do a self-check-in right now. That's what I call mm -hmm. it, a self-check-in. Mm -hmm. Feel that emotion, name it, honor it. Yeah. Okay, I'm allowed to feel angry right now. I get this is probably why I feel angry. Okay, let's feel angry. Let's yeah. feel angry all out for like 60 seconds. I'm going to give right. anger 100% of my attention. Right. And then I'm done. And I move on and move to the next. Right. Incredible, Shane. Thank you so much for your time today. Is there anything else that you, that you want to leave us with? 
Well, I want to leave you with some gratitude for inviting me on, for having me here. And you're like giggling right now, but I am. I'm grateful for people like you who care about the one degree shifts in the world because it's only those one degree shifts that will ever amount to any real change and impact in the world. So thank you for having me on. Thank you for everything you do to push our world forward one degree at a time. And uh, to everyone listening, thanks for tuning in and, and being a part of this. And if there's anything I can ever do to, to support you or serve you in your life or your business, please reach out. Um, shanefeldman.com is kind of where I live online. You can connect on, on social or that website. And, uh, and I hope to have the opportunity to connect with you if there's any way I can serve you. I giggle because I'm appreciative. Uh, you know, your relationship means it means a lot to me and, and everything that we've uh, everything that we've had over the years. So, so thank you for all, all you do, and thanks for being the friend you are. Likewise, brother. All right, take care.